One. It's a poodle doodle, the little girl said, kicking Sylvester Mingus in the shins. The sudden pain knocked the smile off Sly's face. He'd been thinking how cute the girl was, a five-year-old holding the leash of a curly brown mop of a dog that was as tall as she was. I beg your pardon, he said, moving out of the range of her short legs. I've never heard of a poodle doodle before. It's a new word, the girl said. It means he's all poodle and nothing else. Sly scratched the dog behind one fluffy brown ear. Good name. The girl gave him a look that was grudgingly apologetic. My mom hates it when people call Charlie a labradoodle. Sly brushed off the dirt she'd left on his best pair of dark jeans. Then I'm glad she isn't around. One little girl's kick had been bad enough. His uncle, fondly called Dr. Hugo at his decades-old veterinary clinic in El Cerrito, California, strode over from the front desk, took the leash, and escorted the girl and her poodle-doodle to a man staring at his phone at the far end of the waiting room. When Hugo returned to Sly, his eyebrows were raised in mock concern. Will you need surgery? Like Sly's father, he had a square, handsome face with short black hair, caramel-colored skin, and brown eyes as sad as those of a hungry basset hound. Sly smiled and handed his uncle the gift bag he'd brought. Possibly an amputation. That was a hell of a kick. Hugo frowned at the bag. What's this? It's a birthday present. Sly looked around the busy clinic, saw several people and their companion animals waiting, and patted his uncle on the shoulder. You look busy. I won't keep you. Hugo nodded at the bottle of Lefroig, his favorite whiskey inside the bag. I would have forgotten it myself if your dad hadn't called me first thing this morning. Maybe you can get off early. Enjoy yourself. Hugging the bottle under his arm, Hugo looked at his busy clinic. I'm already enjoying myself. Nothing for me at home, you know that. Sly shook his head. You need to get married again. Me? You're what, 35? I thought you would have gotten married a long time ago. I work too much for any woman to put up with me. Sly's own parents were proof of how sour a marriage could become, when one or both of the participants were obsessed with a career. It was only fair to choose one or the other. One of the vet techs behind the desk cleared her throat. Hugo patted the desk, waved at the group who was waiting, and gave Sly an apologetic shrug. The Mingas men always have been workaholics. Sorry, Sly, but I really have to get back. At that moment, the front door burst open to a distraught woman holding a tiny dog, both she and the animal were covered with blood. Help, Dr. Hugo, the woman gasped. It's Luna. Luna's been run over. The atmosphere in the clinic changed instantly. The technicians jumped out of their chairs. The other people and their pets stiffened with alarm, and Hugo strode over in a flash and put his arm around the woman, guiding her around the desk to the back. Easy, Trixie. Let's not move her any more than we have to, he said. In those first few seconds, Sly had been too distracted by the sight of all that blood to recognize Trixie Johnson. Now his stomach took another lurch. Trixie was the mother of one of his best friends, and had fostered dozens of rescue dogs over the years, although now only had a few. She loved her dogs almost as much as she loved her children, and that was saying something. He followed them into the back, driven to help if he could. Trixie, it's me, silly. 
he used his nickname, one that had amused him more when he was twenty-five than in recent years. She got away from me, Trixie was saying, not looking at him. It's all my fault. Dr. Hugo told me to get a harness or a martingale so she couldn't wiggle out of the collar, but I didn't listen. She knew I was going to clip her nails when we got home, and she hates the clippers. Oh boy, does she hate the clippers. Her shoulders trembled. Gently, his uncle examined the dog in Trixie's arms, while a nurse and a technician hovered behind him.